This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to 100% LCFC, the podcast. Welcome back. It is the second of the series. It's a pleasure to have you along. We've got a jam-packed show coming up for you today and I've also got a guest in the studio. We're going to be talking... A little bit about episode one, we're going to talk post-Everton, we're going to p- talk post-Chelsea, and we're also going to preview Shrewsbury. All this to come in the next 15 minutes or so. But first of all, I would like to welcome you back to the show. That was Professor Green Jungle. Um, first of all, a little bit of a uh, feedback about episode one. We got over 200 listens on our first podcast, which I'm very, very pleased about. It was a, it was a success, I think, and uh, well, we hope to make better podcasts in the future. We're going to turn to our guest in the studio now. Hello, Caleb. Hi. Yes, in the studio with us today, if you could call it a studio, uh, we're currently set up in my living room, would you believe? Um, but yeah, in the studio today, we have Loughborough Dynamo under-18s striker Caleb Hart. Caleb, how are you? I'm doing very well, mate. You? I'm, I'm not too bad, not too shabby. So, you're a Leicester City fan, season ticket holder. Whereabouts in the stadium do you sit? SK1. SK1. Good atmosphere there? It's not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Getting better? Yeah. So you've decided you want to come along and talk your heart out about Leicester City today, is that true? Uh, I sort of got dragged along, but yeah. Hey, we don't say that, we don't say that. Are you looking forward to it? Uh, yeah. So Ken, tell us a little bit about yourself, how old are you? 17. Good age. 
bad. Not bad at all. Not, not bad at all. Um, you play for Loughborough Dynamo under 18s. Mm-hmm. Sign for them this season after a year or two out of top level game. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to the new season ahead? I can't wait. Won the first game 5 1. Mm-hmm. Quality performance from the lads. Can't wait for the season. Um, and you play OB away on Wednesday, I believe. Yep. Looking forward to it? Oh, I'm buzzing. Can't <laughs> wait for it. That's a very good answer. So, first then, Caelan, let's have a little bit of a talk about Everton. Excuse me, that was my phone vibrating in the background. Um, but let's talk post-Everton. Uh, first game of the season, many would expect or, or take a draw for the first game of the season against a side of Everton's quality. What are your opinions on that game? Uh, first half was really it, it was decent second half we came out with a fighting spirit when Chris Wood came on he just did the deal didn't he he did he scored that uh, all important goal towards the end of the game how important do you think that would be for his confidence considering that he was very close to joining Wolves um, towards <laughs> in, in, in towards the end of last week well obviously it's going to be a massive improvement isn't it um he said he wants to stay and fight for his place, didn't he? So he's done exactly that against Everton. Scored an 87th minute winner. Uh, not winner, to equalise. A winner in most less City fans' eyes. Oh, it was in mine. I was jumping. I was grabbing people in front of me and everything. Hands-on experience. Oh, it was mad. How much do we have to credit Nigel Pearson for allowing Chris Wood to stay and fight for his place? Obviously, we have to praise him more than Chris Wood himself, I guess. He's obviously influenced him to stay, try and fight for his place. He's done what he can do. And we wouldn't expect anything less from uh, from our Nigel. Of course not. So here at 100% LCF, so we do like to bring you a good little montage. We've just uh, mixed this one up, haven't we, Caleb? Um, mm. So <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoy and we'll see you in a minute. My break here for Distan. Brilliant stuff from Schmeichel. McKinney finished magnificently. It actually cannons in off the far post, right in the corner. Nugent's in there. Where's it going to drop? Chaos reigns. What a response! The Everton players—they don't deal with that first ball. Baines back for Pinar. Naismith. Everton back in front. Brilliant play. Movement off the ball for Baines. Slip there from Canuck Cart. Oh, Mike break for King. Surely well for one. Turns Gareth Ferry inside out. They're getting a little bit of fortune here. So they were Leicester City's goals against Everton on the first game, uh, the first Barclays Premier League game for Leicester City in 10 years. Um, Let's actually talk about the performance, maybe some actual player performances. Kasper Schmeichel, he didn't have a lot to do in the day, although he conceded um, two goals. But the star man for me in that game was Wes Morgan. Um, I thought that he marked £28 million signing Ramu Lukaku completely out of the game um it was a captain's performance how how far would you go to agree with that oh definitely him and Liam Moore at the back they they sort of boss Lukaku really 
he's known as a big they call him the tank don't they <laughs> in Belgium in his native homeland <laughs> yeah um, they played they played out of the skins played absolutely amazing even though we conceded two he didn't score himself so yeah interesting uh, to say that actually he had one shot in the whole game and that was his 93rd minute header the hot went harmlessly over the bar. So it just goes to show how well of a job of marshalling him, Wes Morgan and Liam Moore do. You you spoke there about a nickname for Romeo Lukaku, Tank, in his uh, in, in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I It's completely off topic, but uh, Ron Vlaar, the Aston Villa captain and centre-back, um, in his native homeland of Holland, they actually have a nickname for him and it translates to concrete. Oh, well... Uh... <laughs> You, but, sh- you could see that from the World Cup, though, couldn't you? Yeah, he was he played for Holland. He played, he played quality as well. Solid, so, so solid. Um, another one of those good old fashioned centre backs that every team sort of strives to have. Mm-hmm. But Leicester City seem to have one of their own in Wes Morgan. Let's talk about Chelsea now. Now, Chelsea, um, although it was a two 0 defeat, I don't think any Leicester City fan can be disgraced at the way their team played i mean leicester had a very good game they matched the one of the best teams in the premier league for for a full hour um at least and even after chelsea got their first i mean it was a it was a sloppy goal to concede um richie delac maybe could have done better on the line um caspish michael he made himself big just just not big enough and diego costa got lucky with that that bounce off his chest mm. but and then the second goal was even even more unlucky in my eyes that it took a, it took a touch off Wes Morgan and slips underneath Casper. He'd already dived. I think he would probably would have saved Aiden Hazard's normal shot, but unfortunately, it took the deflection which took it into the net to make it two nil. But the the idea that we went to Chelsea, who are looking at being one of uh, the best teams in the Premier League this year, and we we matched them for a good hour. It's only positive, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they've had more experience in the Premier League than us. They hold on to the ball well. They pass it about. They're great at driving at defenders. Um, we matched them for an hour, a good hour. And maybe if we had that finishing touch at the end, that Nugent one-on-one that he missed, if we had a finishing touch at the end, maybe it would have been a different result. Yeah, I mean, you, you spoke there about um, the way that David Nugent missed that, that crucial one-on-one when it was still nil-nil. And uh, like you said, it could have been a very, very different result. I think one of the main positives that we can look at from these two games with, that we've spoke about, Chelsea and Everton, is um, the, the way the fans have reacted. Uh, the first game of the season, over 31,000. It was a sellout. Um, we took 3,500 to Chelsea. And um, from what I can tell, we outsung the 38,000 or so Chelsea fans. I mean, the way that our fans have rose to the uh, rose to the occasion uh, this season, it seems to be the 12th man that everyone talks about that maybe Leicester City haven't had in previous years. Mm, yeah, you, you, can, you could say that. Our fans are absolutely excellent. Our away support is ridiculously good. I think this season the fans are going to be a very big contributing factor to whether or not we can come back from games against big teams or we can get in the lead or we can strive for that victory. But the fans are just out of this world. Unbelievable. It, they they are a very, very good um, set of fans and I'm, I'm proud to be one as you are, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Arsenal at home next Sunday, before we talk briefly about Shrewsbury, let, let's talk about Arsenal. Now, how, how scared 
would you say Arsenal are or worried about coming to the King Power Stadium when it when it is at the moment a cauldron of atmosphere? Um, it's a very loud stadium and the fans are getting behind it. And Everton saw the effect that Leicester City fans can have on their team. Would you would you say Arsenal are worried about coming to the King Power Stadium? Um, yeah, they're they're going to be favourites to win the game and with the underdogs as it has been for the past two games. And um, I've seen a couple of Arsenal fans on Twitter saying that they are actually really nervous for the game, more than what they was against Everton. And obviously they came back from 2-0 down, wasn't it, mm-hmm. against Everton? But it just shows the fighting spirit that you can have with your fans. And I believe we can get a, I, I believe we can get a point from the Arsenal game. I mean, a point... Um, against Arsenal will be very good. Many thought that we'd be going into October with zero points on the board, bottom of the table, with a huge a huge uh, minus goal difference. And, and that would have been a, a realistic idea due to the sort of games that we had in the first five. I mean, Everton, Chelsea, Arsenal, Stoke away, uh, particularly in Manchester United. And then Crystal Palace away after that. I know. I mean, Crystal Palace, of course, in all sorts of trouble, but you would have thought by the time we faced them, they, they're going to have a new manager in, hopefully. Um, whether whether that manager will be successful is yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. But I think the King Power Stadium for me is going to be a, a another fortress this year. It might not be it might not be one that that you see Leicester City winning there every week. Mm. But it's one that fan uh, opposition teams are going to come and they're, they're not going to they're not they're not going to find it an easy game just as they did last year. Yeah, I agree. The fans in the in L one are absolutely magnificent, and they're the ones that are going. Well, they're, obviously they're not going to be the ones on their own, but they're very influential on how the how the fans around the whole stadium get motivated to sing and just be passionate about the team. And I believe that it is going to be a fortress this season. We're going to get we're going to get most of our points there. We're going to do like what Stoke did. The, well, they they do it now. They re- they hardly ever lose at home, and I think that's what we'll do. It's important to have that home that home ground that you you know you can pick points off as because the Premier League is a very unforgiving league as as Leicester City found out against Chelsea on Saturday. Let's preview Shrewsbury now. Now um, Shrewsbury League Two opponents. It will be only the eleventh meeting between the two sides. Um, Less City, of course, in the driving seat to be expected to win. Yeah, definitely. We sh- we should batter them. By the way we've been playing, how we played against Everton in the second half was quality. The first hour against Chelsea was absolutely amazing. If we play that against Shrewsbury, then we're going to win by four or five goals. How many changes do you think you will have to see from Nigel Pearson? I mean, um, he hasn't made too many uh, changes that he would li- actually like to make. Um, most of them have been forced by injury. Marco Brighton, of course, came on against Chelsea. Would he feature? Will Wozolewski come into the side? Are we going to see Ben Hamer? Who who do you think uh, will go, will be the ins and outs? Um, I think that he will end up taking Wes Morgan out and putting Wozolewski in, maybe. He, he'll play Pearson as well at right back for Delat, maybe. Um, I think he's just going to take the first team, give them a bit of a rest, the players that he can take out and play the less fortunate uh, players for this game. Just just because the, he needs to rest the players that we've got in the first team at the minute in order for us to be refreshed for And competitive Arsenal. for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
of course, when you you look and you say, okay, let's uh, let's take David Nugent out of the starting lineup and uh, let's put in Jamie Vardy. It's it, it's not it's not a bad uh, change, is it? No, not at all. And I guess that just goes to show the depth that is in Leicester City's side at the moment. Of course, they are still in the in the market for for players, as Nigel Pearson has said. We've been linked with a lot of players in the last few days. Most impressively for me. Um, we talked about this on the last podcast and uh, we, we also said that the Esteban Cambiasso deal could be finalised in the next few days, a week later, and it's still not here. Do you think Nigel Pearson might lose patience with Cambiasso? I, I believe that's what's happening at the minute, actually. I was reading on Twitter earlier and um, supposedly we've agreed a deal, but his agent has been causing us a couple, been giving us a couple of problems. And I believe that will be a contributing factor whether or not we sign him. Um, it's very interesting the way it works in Argentina. Um, players are owned by third-party companies and therefore they accept the highest offer only, not what the player wants. Um, so we will have to outbid the other teams that are in for him. And it, it's the people who leak these um, these deals that are often the ones that are going to benefit from them. So it, it, was, it was more than likely the agent of Esteban Cambia said that leaked this deal so that he can get... Um, a lot more money for for him and his client. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think they're just going to try and get as much money as possible. But Esteban Cambias has been linked with West Ham as well, which we all know they've they've spent quite a bit this this uh, transfer window. And I believe that I've, I believe that they they don't want him anymore because of his demands. So we're surely favourites to sign him. And it was meant to be today, actually, it was supposed to mm, be mm. confirmed, but obviously it's not happened, has it? It hasn't, it hasn't. Who would you like to see, or rather, what positions would you like to see brought into the club where um, many people have said maybe left-back and right-back are a problem, uh, maybe an extra midfielder, um, people are talking about a striker, uh, maybe Troy Deeney, um, who, who knows? Who would you like to see brought into the club? Um, we definitely need another central midfielder. Um, we've only really got King at the minute, haven't we? That's not out injured. But um, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, who's Nathaniel Chalaber playing for this season? I'm not sure. He was at Nottingham Forest last year. Whether he's still there or not is yet to be seen. Mm, I rate him as a really, really good player. Of course, he scored that goal against Leicester City, that volley for yeah. Watford yep. um, towards the end of, not last season, season before, mm-hmm. um, that Kasper Schmeichel just watched. <laughs> he couldn't do anything <laughs> about it, was, could he? There was no way of stopping that one at all. No. Um, sort of like the ones I hit that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to laugh. There's no need to laugh at all. Um but of course, for me, I'd like to see uh, maybe another right back brought in, not to replace Richie Delap, but to give him some competition that he might not have at the moment. Of course, Liam Moore and Wozolewski can can play there, um, but they're not natural right backs. And for me, I have always been a big fan of uh, Sam Byron from Leeds. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know his avail- what his availability will be, but if a Premier League club came in for him, I can't see him wanting to stay in the championship when he could be playing Premier League football. And I think he's a very good player. Of course, um, he's English, so he fits in with the um, the homegrown players' rules. Uh, and should Leicester City go on and get into Europe, they, they will become very important. And he's still very young. Yeah. Um, 
he might command a little bit of a transfer fee, but I, I doubt it'll be anything more than than two, two and a half million pounds. Whether Nigel Pearson sees him as an option, we we don't know. No, uh, I do rate him really highly as well. I think him, Trippier, and the last last season were the best right backs in the league by far. Obviously, there was Cresswell and Schlupp at the end of the last season who were playing well at left back, but. They were just so influential for their teams, them right-backs, Byram, Trippier and Delac for us. But yeah, if we could... The thing is with Byram though, if we was to sign him, he wouldn't want to play on the bench. Like He'd want, to, he want, he'd want first-team action every single game because that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the way he is. He's a good player and he's good enough to do it. And that's possibly a good reason to bring him in because he would want that spot and of course I'm, I'm no disrespect to Richie Delap but he's had no competition since he's sort of arrived really mm. he's been the only right back at Leicester City so maybe someone like that would start to bring the best out of Richie Delap and maybe the best out of Sam Byram as well I mean fighting for the place of a right back in the Premier League it, it doesn't really get much better for, for any right back um, in England really I'm afraid that's all we do have time for um We've hit 20 minutes, so uh, wow. it's, got, it's gone very quickly, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I would like to thank you for coming along. It's, um, uh, no worries. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you along, and I hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed listening to the fantastic voice <laughs> of Caleb Hart. We'll make a radio presenter out of you yet, Caleb. Okay. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit of outro music. I think, I think you know this one. I'm not too sure. It's Iggy. Oh, I like her. Iggy Azalea would work. So thank you for joining us here at 100% LCFC. A little special uh, episode for you here as we brought in under-18s Loughborough Dynamo striker Calum Hart. Remember, if you've got anything you'd like to send into the show, whether it be content or messages or any constructive criticism, I'll leave all the ways you can contact us here at 100% LCFC in the description below. I look forward to hearing from you. And thank you from me and Caitlin Hart here at 100% LCFC. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.